Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. It is the eve of fall camp for the Mustangs, the 2023 season, inching closer for Rhett Lashley and his team as he enters his second season. And we end our fall camp preview series with a look at the offensive line and the safety position. These are two groups that really, if you look at them, have, especially on the offensive line, completely seen a revamping in terms of depth over the last year as SMU has brought in multiple transfers at each spot. They have competition for the most part. But we're going to dive in and kind of break it down, what to expect in fall camp at these two positions. It is kind of cut and dry at both spots, but I will say there's some intrigue at the offensive line position especially. But let's lead off with this. Your left tackle and your right tackle are pretty much set in stone when it comes to Garen Justice's offensive line group. You've got left tackle Marcus Bryant, who by all indications, is going to be one of the top offensive linemen in the AAC in the 2023 season. A guy that, when I talked with him earlier this or last week at AAC Media Day, could see himself going early to the NFL draft, but he's not focused on that. He's just one of those guys that you look up, and all of a sudden, he started a bunch of games for you, dating back to his uh, true freshman season, and now he has that chance to make a statement in 2022 and maybe move on or excuse me in 2023 and move on but 2020 made one start played in six games during that COVID season but then he played in 10 games with six starts in 2021 before really asserting himself as a junior in 2022 13 games 12 starts and I think for Marcus Bryant he's that 6'8 listed at 320-ish pound offensive tackle that most NFL teams would look at and say, that's how you draw him up on paper. He's continuously gotten better since coming out of Cedar Ridge uh, in the Round Rock area in in Texas. And he came in at, what, 250 pounds around that and has grown into this massive human. And so I think for SMU, if you have him as your left tackle and he stays healthy, the blind side for Preston Stone is in really good shape. I think he's one of those players that doesn't get enough credit for how well he's played over the course of, especially the last year um, in this program. And I think Tanner Mordecai and talking with, you know, a lot of the players had plenty of time last year to throw the football. And that is in large part because of a guy like Marcus Bryant holding down that left left side of the offensive line. I think you pair him on the other side with Hyron White, a big 6'7-ish, 320-ish pound offensive tackle who comes over from from Missouri for his final season of college football, and you have two guys that you can draw them up. Uh, You can't draw them up much better than those two players, um, and they're veterans of college football. And I think Hyron White, I think Marcus Bryant has 
really seen his game step up a little bit as Hyron has taken over that right side. You can tell this season means a lot to Hyron White. He had a child in the spring, so he's a dad now. But you look back at his journey, redshirting at Missouri in 2017, played in eight games as a 2018 freshman, then started uh, two games in a let two games in 11 overall as a sophomore in 2019, 2022. He was hurt um, and had that Achilles injury that kept him out all season. But the year before that, in 2021, he started all 11 games at right tackle for Mizzou. So if you look at Hyron White coming in and solidifying the right side of that offensive line, that's very important. We saw at times last year when SMU didn't have it together on the right side with Owen Condon playing there for the most part, he was solid, better than probably people give him credit for, but he just was seeing his body kind of wear down. And Hyron White has recovered really well from that Achilles injury last year and looks the part now of a guy who could really have a big closeout year uh, of college football and, and maybe set, him, uh, set himself up to get drafted. And obviously being home, uh, being from DeSoto, that's an exciting piece for Hyron White as well. So when you look at SMU's offensive line, you don't have too much drama when it comes to the left and right tackle spots. Uh, those are kind of clear-cut starters, regardless of who's behind them. The good thing at both spots is you do have some depth. I think the interesting thing is going to be maybe how Caleb Johnson fits in, the Notre Dame transfer who SMU brought in during the summer, a former four-star recruit. Maybe he's the left side uh you know, back up there behind Marcus Bryant, and you see how the chips fall. But on the flip side, at right tackle, we saw P.J. Williams control that backup spot pretty much exclusively through the spring. Now, Baylen Robinson was kind of still coming back at that point. Now he's going to turn his attention to coaching and medically retire. But P.J. Williams has that upside. He has that elite, those elite traits that you want from an offensive lineman, just really just as a physical presence. He's got the long arms. He's a former basketball player who was, um, you know, no slouch on the hardwood. He's somebody that long-term, he's going to be a, a, a really a bookend tackle. It's going to be very interesting to see if SMU is grooming him to maybe kick over to the left side at some point, or if he's going to just man that right tackle spot once Hyron White is gone. It's just one of those things. Maybe they ended up switching him, but when you look at P.J. Williams and what he brings to the table, he just oozes potential. And I wonder if maybe he finds himself onto the field some way, somehow, along the interior. Because when you look at the interior, Justin Osborne is pretty much healthy, which is huge for SMU. Now, you never know with these back injuries that he's kind of recovering from, how those are going to play out once the bullets start flying, you get physical and all those things, that's what had Thalen Robinson shut down his career um, and, and now is, is coaching for the Mustangs. For Justin Osborne, when healthy, he's probably SMU's best offensive lineman, uh, without a doubt, in my opinion, at least. Um, and he even garnered um, a preseason all-AAC uh, pick. He also got named to the Outland Trophy watch list along with Elijah Chapman. So people know Justin Osborne has really been doing a nice job for SMU along the interior of that line. If he's healthy, you have your starting right guard. That's critical. That's a massive piece right there 
for SMU to have him ready to go. Now the question becomes, who starts at center? Can Branson Hickman hold on to that starting spot that he has? And look, there's a lot of people in Branson Hickman's corner when they talk about the offensive line and how that unit is is led and directed. Branson Hickman's kind of the straw that stirs the drink in the middle there for that offensive line. And if SMU can get him to just take his game up a notch, and he did that this spring already, it's going to be hard for Ja'Kai Clark, the Miami transfer, to unseat him. It's going to be hard for Logan Parr, the Texas transfer, to unseat him. And then you get into the, okay, Cam Irving, Ben Sparks, how do those guys fit in along the offensive line, whether it be a guard, backup center, all those different positions? That is a good problem to have for SMU. When you look at the offensive line, there's a lot of people that love Branson Hickman and what he does. You also have a guy coming in in Ja'Kai Clark, though, who started 40-plus games at Miami between guard and center. He's got to get himself in shape. We'll kind of be watching that. He was a guy that enrolled in July. But you have Cam Irvin, who's played a lot of snaps at guard especially. Um, the experiment at center didn't work this spring. Ben Sparks is somebody they're high on, and he enters um, what it would be his junior year, at least on paper. Um, and then you've got a group of developmental guys in Jacob Waller, who was a 2022 edition, Reagan Gill, Sean Scott, and Alex Woods in that offensive line class in the 2023, those guys could take their time. I will say Alex Woods is an impressive-looking guy physically. Uh, Reagan Gill, big guy, going to develop. Sean Scott, big guy, needs to put on weight. I think he's going to redshirt. I would be surprised if he plays. Um, and even Stone Eby is now playing H-back. So – with all that in mind, you have options at left guard. You have options to back up Justin Osborne at right guard. And the center position is held down by somebody who has started a bunch of games for SMU since coming in. And you have a veteran in Ja'Kai Clark who can help there too. So when I look at the offensive line, and especially after last year, they were really good in pass protection. They lose Jalen Thomas. That's obviously a tough blow right there. He moved around. He did a lot of different things for SMU. That was really good. Joe Bissinger was a veteran who didn't get enough credit. Owen Condon moves on. You've got all these kind of pieces that have departed. Three guys that have played a, that played a key role, um, you know, looking at just the overall uh, offensive line. Now you get into, all right, who's going to step up? Who's going to elevate their game? That's what fall camp is all about at the offensive line position is, who along the interior can make things difficult on Branson Hickman? Battle and take that left guard spot. Push Justin Osborne, maybe. But if he's healthy, he's the guy at that spot, in my opinion. So you have, for the most part, three of the five spots settled. You have somebody coming in who can push at center. But I'll, I'll make the early prediction. I think Branson Hickman's going to be the starter game one against Louisiana Tech at center. and force someone to elevate their game that much that they take it from them if that even happens. But there's a lot of people that like what he brings to the table in the middle and he plays with good leverage and all of that. Um, and look, he's got that, that offensive line group really, really down pat as far as how he leads them. And even watching summer workouts last week, I thought he was moving around great. So had a good summer from what it looks like. We'll see how it goes. Obviously, he's going to get all he can handle, too, with a guy like Jordan Miller 
at that nose tackle position um, as he continues to, you know, can work on his craft. Jordan Miller's a big dude. Ja'Kai Clark is a big dude. That kind of uh, physical matchup kind of works a little bit better in a way. Um, but Branson Hickman has, has seen a lot. Um, I think he's going to be one of those guys that holds it down and we're going to look back and, and he's going to be a, a versatile guard center, maybe in the NFL, kind of like a, like an Evan Brown. So um, Branson Hickman is, is, is kind of not necessarily on the hot seat in a way because he started a bunch of games. There's a lot of people that believe in him, but they brought in Ja'Kai Clark and Logan Parr to provide depth and both have played center. So he's going to have to lock it down. And we'll see what happens at left guard. But the biggest thing for SMU's offensive line, the run game and run blocking has to be ready to go come game one because Louisiana Tech is a team that is going to be a little pesky. They're going into this season with kind of a revamped group. I think they're going to be a team that you're going to want to establish the ground game early. And SMU's ground game last year took some games to really kind of get that true confidence. You know, we saw some spurts against UNT. We get it, all that. But it took a while for them to figure it out. This year, they're going to have to be ready to go right away. It's Louisiana Tech, and then it's OU. So having guys that have played a lot of football, Marcus Bryant, Hyron White, Justin Osborne, Branson Hickman, even Ja'Kai Clark, maybe he's left guard. That's not a bad thing. That would be maybe that group that has that physical combination to move guys off the ball. We know there were moments last year, and I, I've talked about this in the past as well, SMU's tight ends and H-backs that they're going to use this year, kind of a different group than what they've had in the past. You have an Elijah Chapman. You have a Stone EB that are now playing that H-back role. SMU had to manufacture an extra guy who can really move the pile and do it at a high level. They're kind of betting a little bit on that package, being able to get those third and ones, those fourth and ones that weren't necessarily gimmies at all last year. So for SMU, that offensive line group has some veterans. They have talent. They have depth. They've got to bring it all together and find the best five that works on Saturdays and Thursdays and Fridays for the Mustangs this fall. So Garen Justice, I think, is quietly one of the better position coaches on this uh, coaching staff, and he's got the depth now to really make some things happen for SMU this year. So um, we'll continue to monitor uh, that one as fall camp gets underway on Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. We'll be out there bright and early. But the safety group. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For SMU, Scott Simons takes over the position after coaching the linebackers last year. Kyle Cooper's assisting him. Ricky Hunley's back there in the secondary coaching the corners as well. You have a group that had Brian Massey come in last year with very high expectations in terms of what they're going to be able to do uh, with him being that return man, that speed, that explosiveness. Well, he gets hurt in fall camp, and he's not the same player at all last year. This year in spring, he looked like a, a rejuvenated, much better version of himself. Now, 
He's got to make tackles when the lights come on. We know that was a big struggle for him last year. But he is somebody that was still among the league, uh, the team's leading tacklers uh, in the 2022 season. And if that's the case, that's a big piece to kind of the puzzle of finding out who's going to be the starting safety. Um, but Massey only played in 11 games, finished with 40 tackles. Um, you know, Nick Roberts played in eight games, finished with 43, and he really came on down the stretch. I think Brian Massey's health is one of the biggest storylines of this year's fall camp because you do have a guy who has the ability when healthy to be explosive, to make plays. And if he is back to that normal self, he's going to give Ahmad Moses all he can handle. And Ahmad Moses took his starting job last year toward the end. And I don't think SMU is going to wait around to see that need to happen again. You know, they trust Ahmad Moses. Uh, he's going into his second year after SMU flipped him late from UTSA. Great eval. Uh, he's looking like one of those guys that's going to start a bunch of games for the Mustangs over the course of his career. And they're battling away with Brian Massey and Ahmad Moses looking to nail down one of those safety spots. Um, and with Ahmad Moses, he just continues to make plays. Both of them had a really good spring. So if you're looking at what are the most hotly contested position battles, that safety spot is one of those. You look at the nickel spot, Brandon Crosley is probably holding that down. C.J. Sanders was good in the spring. He's played a bunch of football coming over from Fresno State. But I felt like Brandon Crosley did enough to, to really make that one be a position where SMU's probably feeling pretty good about Brandon Crosley being the starter there. He's really matured a little a little bit more as he's gotten older. He's going into his last year at SMU, believe it or not. It feels like it really flew by um, since he transferred. But now you get him on campus again for this season for him to make his final statement, and he's going to be trying to do that. He's one of those guys that pushes the envelope kind of with the trash talk and things like that, gives you a little bit of swagger. It's all always been about kind of directing that in the right direction. He's going to be backed up by a guy who's played a bunch of football. That's good. That can help you in terms of rotating. Um, you know, C.J. Sanders has that ability to do that. So um, I'm intrigued to see what happens with that. If C.J. Sanders kind of elevates his game since he's gotten a spring ball in, he's gotten that um, – you know, time around the program to get comfortable. Sometimes those transfers, we even saw it with a guy like LJ Johnson, who turned it on late in the spring. Romella Brinson turned it on late in the spring. Um, some of these other guys, as they've gotten into the program, can now kind of settle in and be somebody that uh, maybe, you know, doesn't necessarily feel like it's so new to them and their head swimming and all those things. Um, that's something that um, we're, we're watching for as well on, on that front. Um, finally, you look at the other safety spot and Jonathan McGill, the Stanford safety transfer, who's a former captain out there is just really impressing people across the board. Um, he's one of those players that, uh, really has led from the get go, uh, since coming up, uh, coming to SMU to play out his final two years of college eligibility, um, and I think he's somebody that really, if this defense takes that next leap that it needs to and takes a big leap in particular, it's going to be Jonathan McGill. That's who we're going to point to as far as, wow, that's somebody that has stepped up, that has led in a big way. And that's something to really 
you know, hone in on if you're an SMU fan and watch for, you know, I think a guy like Ahmad Walker at the linebacker spot is one of those. I think Jordan Miller and Elijah Roberts, you know, in terms of newcomers that can really lead, those are guys that I think are really setting the tone. But Jonathan McGill, especially, remember, this is the guy that Scott Simons basically said once he committed, he was ready for the playbook. He was ready for the workouts, all of those things to get the most ready he could right away. That was what he wanted to do. And he's a film junkie as well. Um, he's going into this safety spot, and this is going to be interesting. Remember, SMU has two starting corners and most likely Chris Meganson, Charles Woods. They have Jahari Rogers back. They have A.J. Davis, who played a lot toward the end of last year. They brought in Keyshawn Mills. They brought in Jalen Davis Robinson. They, they have Kavaris Hall coming back. But Kyron Chambers, is he somebody that does move to safety? That's something I'm watching for because if he does, now you have, I think, Kyron Chambers battling to get the snaps behind Jonathan McGill. And then you have Bryce McMorris, Isaiah Wachobia. Those guys are put in an even tougher spot to maybe overcome and get some snaps. Both can be really big on special teams for SMU. All three of those guys could be really big for SMU on special teams. And I think Kyron Chambers is really impressive physically. He's got a chance to be a really good player down the stretch. I'm interested to see if they do play him at safety a little bit um, to try and create a little bit more depth and competition overall and then you do have abdul muhammad coming in from south oak cliff in the 2023 class in this safety position so i think the biggest thing with fall camp and this isn't a surprise is continuing to build off of the tackling techniques that they worked on in the spring and it sounds so basic and fundamental but it has to happen that was a defense last year that just didn't tackle enough consistently and at some points it was really bad and you know i think they put their foot down and this spring, it was tackling drills a lot more than we've seen in the past. You know, the first year, you're teaching your system. They had some depth issues. They couldn't do as much. But this spring, they really addressed their depth. They were able to get after it a lot more in terms of tackling and teaching that and going to the ground and all those things. That was something that I think needed to happen. To break out of that slump in terms of tackling with what SMU dealt with last year, that needs to continue as much as you can in fall camp. It's hot out there, um, but they've got to find ways to be physical and and get some good work done on the tackling side of things in terms of technique. It's, it has to happen, and they have to keep at it. Um, and Scott Simons is one that is is all for that. You know, he's not going to shy away from from having his guys be physical in practice. So um, the safety spot, I think you have three guys, three or four guys that you really trust back there. Brandon Crosby, Brian Massey, Ahmad Moses, and Jonathan McGill. That's a great spot to be in. They also added some depth. They could create even more competition if a guy like Kyron Chambers moves into that room. That would be fun to watch. Overall, the secondary, very solidified for next season. We'll continue to monitor those uh, you know, battles in fall camp to see who uh, might take on um, uh, that position and, and, and get it. Um, you know, taken to a next level because that's what SMU has had to do when they've had good defenses, get good safety play. And it's tough to come by when it comes to uh, getting guys that can run and cover in this day and age of spread offenses and speedy slots that, you know, are man beaters and all those things. Um, the safety position is as hard as it's ever been. So um, SMU tried its best to address it. I think they did it in a really smart way with a guy like Jonathan McGill a guy like C.J. Sanders who's played a bunch, and Kyron Chambers, if he does play safety, 
looking like a high upside guy long-term at the position. So um, lots of uh, good competition at both the offensive line and safety position. Um, and quick note, guys, uh, I'm not doing a special teams preview just because really I think Ryan Buchevsky is going to be your punter. Colin Rogers is going to be your kicker. And that's that on those guys. Um, long snapper should be Will Benton again. Um, and then you have your punt return and kick return. And that is wide open because we've seen what Jordan Curley, Brian Massey, guys like that can do. Jake Bailey with the ball in their hands. But how do they kind of push that in the right direction where you don't have somebody who's so valuable back there doing it so much that you get them hurt? Um, I'm intrigued to see who ends up being the punt and kick returner. It wouldn't shock me if Brian Massey is the kick returner. Uh, he's been explosive. He's been one of the best return men in college football. So something to watch there. But punt returner especially, we've seen SMU get bitten a little bit on that front um, when it comes to their top guys doing it. So uh, we'll keep an eye on who's catching those in fall camp. But with that, guys, going to close this out. Um, if you're listening to this Wednesday morning, um, this is uh, the best time of your fall camp. We go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, access into SMU football practice, and then we'll see what else they give us. Rhett Lashley speaks again after the first day of fall camp. So hit that subscribe button to our YouTube channel. Make sure you get the notifications for the videos um, as they hit your um, you know, uh, desktop or phone or however you're listening um, and watching out there. So we appreciate all you guys who have subscribed. Uh, check out all of the fall camp preview podcasts out there uh, if you missed some of them. But before I go, uh, a quick reminder, guys. It's fall camp time. The Boulevard is just on the other side of this month, and you're going to need the official game ball of SMU to throw around on the Boulevard. So go to biggameusa.com. Use promo code BEON3, the number three, for 10% off your order and free shipping. You can get the official game ball of SMU delivered right to your doorstep. They're right here in Addison. Um, Preston Stone works with them on the footballs to figure out what he wants best. So go check them out, biggameusa.com. Again, promo code BEON3. Check them out. Um, and if you're listening to this right now, a dollar for a month is going on at ontheponyexpress.com. That's a dollar for your first month of access. So it gets you all your fall camp news. So don't forget to subscribe before that deal runs out. It won't be around for long. So with that, hope you guys enjoy fall camp. Lots of news to come. We'll catch you next time with another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.